suspicious of the timing of it. I'm, I'm also aware of the fact that things can be planted on people. P places and things can be planted. Um, things, things can be planted in places. Or good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are. It's January 16th here in the United States in the year 2023. We are live streaming on Rumble YouTube and we'll be doing a post-game show on Locals later. If you have not already shared, subscribed, and tapped notification bells accordingly, please go ahead and do that. And uh, we got a big show for you on this Monday. It is rare that on a Sunday, I email my guys work-related things. I try to let these people live their lives on the weekends. But last night at about nine o'clock, I was doing my quick little review. You know, I try not to spend too much time on Twitter over the weekend, but then at some point during, during Sunday, I have to look a little bit so I can send some stuff to my guys so we can start by Monday morning, figuring out what we're gonna do on Mondays. Uh, but last night I was reviewing what's going on in the world, seeing some of the Sunday talk show nonsense and all that stuff. And I thought, I know exactly what I wanna do with the show today. I really wanna do a destruction of Joe Biden. I know that Joe Biden has been doing a destruction of himself and his wife, Dr. Joe Biden, Dr. Jill Biden has unfortunately not uh, diagnosed him with whatever's going on there. Uh, but the, the walls seem to be closing in as they say, on poor Joe, the elderly man pretending to be president. And I don't think this is gonna end well. It seems to me that between the Hunter Biden scandal, between this classified document scandal, between the obvious cognitive problems and the general state of the country, there is every reason right now for the machine to exit Joe Biden and to figure out who the next thing is gonna be, whether <laughs> whether it's gonna be Gavin Newsom or somebody else. So we're gonna do a kind of little expose on some of the problems that Joe is having. And then I will uh, lay out my thoughts on what really will happen after all of this at the end. Uh, so let's start with some of the general criminality of the Biden family, because look, you guys know, you get it. We've talked about it while nobody else was allowed to talk about it or while they wouldn't let you talk about it on Twitter, this Hunter Biden laptop thing and how it was connected directly to Joe. And it all felt like some sort of money laundering thing because Hunter Biden was working for this Ukrainian energy company making 80 grand a month, even though he had no expertise in energy. So it obviously had something to do with the fact that his dad was vice president at the time on top of the crack smoking and all the sex trafficking and the prostitutes and all of that stuff. So anyway, uh, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin was on Meet the Press yesterday with Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is, you know, it's hard to say that someone is sort of the worst television personality out there, the worst quote unquote corporate journalist. Chuck Todd really leveled up yesterday in, in being the swampiest, smuggest, just absolutely, I am not here to do journalism. I am clearly here to protect certain people and destroy other people. That is Chuck Todd's job. That's what it should say under his name. So Ron Johnson, Republican, obviously, he's on with Chuck Todd. They're talking about the criminality of the Bidens, Hunter Biden laptop, and much more. Listen to how Chuck Todd frames this question and then watch body language and a bunch more. We got a couple clips for you. Do you have a crime that you think Hunter Biden committed? Because I've yet to see anybody explain it is not a crime to make money off your last name. 
So, Chuck, you ought to read the Marco Polo report, uh, where they detail all kinds of potential crimes. You know, Senator Grassley oh, actually oh, oh, let me just stop you there. Potential. This is about about investigation. I mean, it, Chuck, 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 is it a crime to be uh, soliciting and purchasing uh, prostitution in potentially European sex trafficking operations? Is that a crime? Because Chuck Grassley and I laid out about $30,000 uh, paid by Hunter Biden to uh, those types of, of individuals over uh, December 2018, 2019, about $30,000. This is about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills. I mean, again, that's that's just some information. I, I don't know exactly what I don't get. All right, Senator. It doesn't, doesn't really look I, on the, it, it sounds sleazy as you know. I mean, do I even have to analyze that? Like his his smugness, his dismissiveness, the very way he frames the question, it's all to defend Biden. Like, I don't know how much more of evidence we are going to need to prove, like case closed, that you people carry water for Democrats and you only try to destroy Republicans. I mean, two very simple versions of this, uh, that he says, you know, is it a crime to use your family name? Do you think he would have said that if this was about Donald Trump Jr.? So if we were just to reverse, say three years ago or so, and there was a scandal around Donald Trump Jr., do you think Chuck would be saying that, well, he's a, just a Trump, that doesn't mean he's guilty about anything. No, of course he wouldn't have done that. Uh, and they would never grant Trump this wide leash that they are granting Joe Biden right now, right? Like it's just, oh, well, he's sort of incompetent or we don't really know or anything else. And just his, his faux outrage and all of it, it really is just, I mean, it really, you could probably watch that with the, with the audio off and you would already understand really what's going on there. Uh, here is more. Here is Ron Johnson basically being gaslit by Chuck Todd about media partisanship and bias. As I've been saying lately, the Republicans are growing balls and it's freaking people out. I, I'm, I'm concerned about getting the truth. I don't target individuals, target individuals. You, I you target don't? You're targeting Hunter Biden my, my, my multiple concern, times my on this show, my, Senator. You're targeting an Chuck, individual. Chuck, my, my concern, my, you know, Chuck, you know, part of the problem, and, and this is pretty obvious to anybody watching this, is you don't invite me on to interview me, you invite me on to argue with me. You know, I'm just trying to lay out the facts that certainly Senator Grass and I uncovered. They were suppressed. They were censored. They interfered in the 2020 election. Conservatives understand that. Unfortunately, liberals in the media don't. And that's part of the things yeah. that, uh, part, part of the reasons our politics are inflamed is we do not have an unbiased uh, media. We don't. It's unfortunate. I'm all for a free press. Well, it needs Senator, to be more unbiased. Senator, There's look, misinformation is, look, on both partisan, sides, but the Senator, censorship and Senator, look, we're trying to do issues here in fact. Left. Partisan cable, look, you can go back on your partisan cable cocoon and talk about media bias all you want. I understand it's part of your identity. Let me move to what... Chuck Todd, man, you are terrible. You are absolutely terrible. Chuck Todd, I don't pretend to be a journalist. I don't. I suppose at some level, some version of what I'm doing here has something to be, something related to journalism. But what I am doing is I am trying to see what's going on out into the world, trying to give people an honest assessment of it, not hiding what my biases are. I obviously tell you what my opinions are, and it's very clear. What he does as a quote journalist, this is someone who pretends to be a journalist. He works at a giant corporation. He puts on his suit, he points with the pen, and he pretends that he is unbiased. So at the end there, you go back to your biased cocoon. Oh, 
You are the biased cocoon, man. It's just that mirror thing that I keep talking about. These people just need a mirror. Everything they accuse everyone else of is exactly what they're guilty of. Ron Johnson was just laying out facts there. Here's what we know was going on, right? Here is the fact that we know Hunter Biden was involved in some level of sex trafficking because of the information we found out on the laptop, the laptop that was censored by big tech that you guys all pretended to ignore, that Chuck Todd, I have no doubt we can probably find video on this. At the height of the whole thing, there is no doubt that Chuck Todd was one of the people promoting that idea that, you know, the 50 FBI agents, or what was it, the 50 CIA operatives, intelligence officers, who all said it was Russian misinformation. And then of course it was not. But all right, I know people don't wanna get totally lost in the weeds of the Hunter Biden laptop still and whether Hunter was smoking crack and banging hookers or whatever, but there is something that links this. Well, there's a few things now that link this directly to Joe Biden. So Dinesh D'Souza had an interesting tweet here. Uh, take a look at this, and he's, he's retweeting an article. Uh, here's what Dinesh said about the whole situation. This might be one of the ways Hunter was fueling, uh, funneling money to Joe Biden as part of the family's 10% for the big guy agreement. And here's what the article states. Background check form claims Hunter Biden paid 50,000 a month to rent Biden home where classified docs were stored. So Joe Biden owns the home where these documents were stored. We'll have more on that in just a second. The garage, the relatively unsecure garage, uh, right where there was a Corvette, but it's the garage where these documents were. Hunter Biden was renting it for 50 grand a month. Now, first off, how did Hunter Biden a crack addict get 50 grand a month. Well, we know he got 80 grand a month from Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company that he had no business working at. Then he gives 50 grand a month to Joe Biden, 50 grand a month. Do you know how much that is? Do you know what kind of house you can rent for 50 grand a month? Go on Zillow or Trulia and tell them that your, your budget is 50 grand a month. You can live in the sickest, house on the top of the craziest hill with the best view you can possibly imagine. But it, instead he decided to live in Delaware, you know, in like a three bedroom house, 50 grand a month. So there, there is a picture here that is coming together in terms of how they laundered the money, right? You get the money from Burisma, you give the money back for your, to your dad for the house, for the rental of the house when the documents happened to be there. So the crack addict was living in the house with the documents. Anyway, if you want something a little funny about all this, here's Hunter Biden and Will Ferrell. Enjoy. How's my protege? I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time. <laughs> I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone. <gasps> what an idiot! Oh, what a loser! Yeah, I, uh, I'm a Biden. We cried too much. Yeah. <laughs> I rode my bike over to a cemetery nearby. Her boyfriend just died. Yeah, I'll throw in a wedding every now and then. But funerals are insane. Overwhelming grief. The chicks are so horny, it's not even fair. Yeah. Crazy horny. Grief turned into a, a hope for a love. Grief is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. It's like fishing with dynamite. That's what I've learned. Trust in the process. Saturday, I got one Saturday. You're coming with. Yeah. How much more evidence do you need? You know what I'm saying, people? I think you get it. I think you get it. 
the other thing that I think you get, of course, is the is the double standard, right? If these people did not have double standards, they would have no standards. So let's just flash back a little bit. We've shown you this video a couple of times, but it is worth repeating, worth viewing again. Uh, this is three years ago when Donald J. Trump was president and he went on 60 Minutes and Leslie Stahl was interviewing him, although it really wasn't an interview, it was a lynch job. And he started talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, again, this is at the exact same time that you could not tweet about it, that the New York Post was suspended on Twitter, uh, where Facebook went out of their way to stop the links getting out. Now knowing, right, you flash forward to where we are now, we now know it was all true. Uh, here's Trump and Leslie Stahl. Leslie. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this. I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Biggest you want to talk about? Well, because it can't be verified. You want I'm, to talk I'm about insignificant you. things? I'm telling you. Of course, it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop, it. Leslie. It Leslie. Can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because even the family hasn't. The family on the laptop. He's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. Look, you just have to understand, Trump was right. And the reason I wanted to show you that clip is because you can see the way that Chuck Todd was going after Ron Johnson there is the exact same way that Leslie Stahl was going about going after Trump three years ago, right? They are playing defense for a side, and then they occasionally played offense to destroy the other side, uh, I don't know how we could have changed the narrative on this. A whole bunch of us were screaming that this thing looks legit. Like there was no one out there when the, when the laptop got dropped off at this random repair shop and then eventually it made its way to Rudy Giuliani when the guy was like, oh man, this seems like something, the repair shop guy. Um, there was nobody that was legit saying that it wasn't real. They just start putting these stories out in the media that it's somehow Russian disinformation. And once I would say you're red-pilled as you probably are and I am, it's like, I don't buy anything that the mainstream media tells us about any of this stuff. Uh, but Trump really did try. He tried to get people to understand it. You may, re may remember this moment uh, from, I believe this is from the second debate that he and Joe Biden did. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what, is this that's where exactly going? what This is told. where he's going. The laptop that, right. is Russia, yeah. Russia, Russia. I want to stay. You got it, guys. Everything that Joe Biden said there was a lie. Those 50 intelligence officials who all said it was Russian disinformation, none of them are saying that anymore. They, they should all be shamed into oblivion. One of them was uh, James Clapper, uh, who, of course, was the former head of the CIA who lied about spying on Americans years ago and then, of course, became a CNN contributor. Uh, there's a whole, I think uh, John Brennan was on there, a whole bunch of them. They all lied. He also talks about five, Biden, five former heads of the CIA. Well, it was all a lie because it was real. Trump was right. It was real. But let's talk about stuff that now we're all in agreement is real. We can't seem to agree on what was real then, but it doesn't. It does seem like we're starting to agree on what's real at least uh, at the moment. Uh, as you guys know, 
uh, classified docs. We've got a tweet here about what's going on. Breaking the second batch of Biden classified documents were found in a garage storage space at his home, Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. So this is the home that Hunter Biden was renting for $50,000 a month. I assure you it was not worth $50,000 a month. And where did the crack addict, porn addict get the money? Maybe from the job at the thing that he wasn't qualified for. Okay, you got it. Uh, so it's not just at the think tank, right? So he had this think tank, the UPenn, Biden, whatever it was, think tank. Now they're literally sitting in a garage next to his car. Uh, here is Biden. Uh, just a couple months ago when all the documents were found at Mar-a-Lago, uh, here is Biden talking about Trump's uh, incompetence. And you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought... What data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. And you don't know. Totally irresponsible. Now I get it. He's, he's just a muddled fool. Nothing he says really means anything. But if we were to apply his standard to himself, he's in a lot of trouble. Now, you guys also know, we talked about this on Friday with the panel and Josh Hammer, who's a lawyer, was talking about how the president does have the ability to declassify documents. Donald Trump was the president. The president can declassify whatever he wants. The vice president, which Joe Biden was at the time of these documents, does not have such a benefit. He does not have the option to do that. The fact that these documents were there, and one of the things that all the Biden people keep saying is, well, they were just, it was just a small amount of documents and we're cooperating. That, that doesn't, there's no, that doesn't work. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. You understand? You can, oh, it's a small amount of documents. Okay, it could be the most secret shit. Who killed JFK? It's on this paper. It's a small amount of documents, but <laughs> this is seriously important stuff. Anyway, uh, one of the few people in the media who is, in the corporate media, I would say, who is fighting and constantly asking the right questions uh, is Peter Ducey over at Fox News. So he asked uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre on Thursday about what's going on here. And then on these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? Isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. And he was surprised it's, it's to learn by any, any record. She just says absolutely nothing. She's so perfect for this job in, in these wackadoodle times that we live in because she says absolutely nothing. She uses a lot of words and says nothing, right? It's just awful because we want some level of truth, but her job is to actually deflect us from the truth. So then what happened? That was on Thursday. What happened when uh, Peter Ducey tried to ask a follow-up question on Friday? <laughs> Thanks everybody. Peter with his hand up over there at the end. Yeah, she didn't answer any questions from Peter on, uh, on that day. Here's Peter, uh, I believe a day before that, asking Biden directly what he was thinking. Why is 
classified material next to your Corvette? What were you thinking? Let me, uh, we're going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Was in a garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. First off, that he thinks his Corvette is more important than the classified documents is absolutely hilarious. And either way, the documents aren't supposed to be there. It doesn't matter if you put them in the locked garage next to the Corvette or whether you put them in your bedroom under the bed where you keep the, uh, the doll that you're sniffing. None of that matters. The point is you're not allowed to have these things in the first place, right? By the way, I will say, as I said, the first day this story broke, it's, uh, presidents do all sorts of things and, and the way the machine works, they all screw up things and bring things and I don't think Joe Biden was the one that consciously was like, take those documents, put them in the garage next to the Corvette. Put the other ones at the U Penn Center. I don't think he has a freaking clue what's going on. But at some point, the buck has to stop with somebody. And unless the Biden administration right now is in a meeting, I mean, literally right this second, as we're talking right now, unless they're in a meeting going, who's going to take the fall for old Joe here? Who is going to be the one that's on the staff? Are we going to find the intern or some idiot who is going, or the moving guy, who is going to take the fall and be the one that's like, oh, I screwed up. I was the one that literally took documents that said classified and I put them in the garage instead of bringing them to whatever archive they were supposed to go to, et cetera, et cetera. But you might be listening to Joe Biden and going, you know, the guy does make sense. He's trying the best he can. And, you know, we should cut him some slack because he's a good man and, and he's a man who, who children love and is respected by the community. You might be thinking that, and I was even thinking that. I was like, this is a great man, this Joe Biden. We should give him, uh, grant him the leash here. He's the president. We want him to do well. He has a great track record with people. And, and I wanted to prove it because I believe that, you know, we have to give the devil his due. It's not, I don't want to be hyper-partisan or anything like that. So we found this video. You may remember this one. This is a great one of Joe Biden really just explaining like what his life has been like and how he relates to people. It, it, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. And I think maybe, maybe we're going a little too hard on old Joe. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn, uh, um, blonde in the sun and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again they look at it so I learned about roaches I learned about kids jumping on my lap and I've loved kids jumping on my lap he's a man who loves kids jumping on his lap so let's give him a, a little chance here to oh, can someone explain that clip to me one more time we have watched that clip so many times I am to believe that he was in the pool with these children. He gets his leg wet. And when you get your leg wet, your, your leg hair is going to go down a little bit. And then in the sun, I guess, as it dried, the leg hair would rise. Okay, I can accept all that as sort of scientific and, and factual. I don't know why he had other people's children rubbing his legs. But even if I can get past that, can someone explain to me how that is how he learned about roaches? What does this have to do with roaches? Does anyone know what it has to do with roaches? So there's a lot of questions related to the Joe. Maybe that's what the classified documents are all about. There could be a classified document in there. It's like Joe Biden's leg hair and roaches. Find out the truth. 
even the corporate press knows that something stinks here. They know that something stinks and it's getting harder and harder for them to run cover because of the internet, right? Because of shows like this, because you can share information with your aunt and your cousin and your boss and we can see old videos and we can expose the hypocrisy and the rest of it. The corporate media used to have a monopoly on quote unquote truth, so we, it was too late. We'd find out things 10 years later. Now we're, we're uncovering and we're unfurling things in real time. So here's Democrat activist Jake Tapper on CNN, and he's even acknowledging this does not look good for old Joe. He was referring to the, the photograph of the Biden garage. I don't know what your garage looks like, but here's, <laughs> here's the photograph. So there's Biden and his sweet 1967 Stingray. But look on the back left there. I don't know if we can push in there, but that looks like a mess. That's worse than my garage. <laughs> that's worse than my garage. I mean, that's not where, I don't know exactly where the documents are in that garage, but that does not look like what a secure location would be. Yeah, that does not look like a secure location. And it's also, again, once again, this is the key part. Even if it was a secure location, right? He still was not allowed to take the documents. That's just how this thing works. So I will give Jake Tapper credit. Jake, sometimes the truth is so obvious, even you get it right. That's a beautiful thing. But here, watch this. Watch how CNN as a network is trying to cover for Biden. They have to cover the story because it's breaking everywhere, even though they don't want to cover it. And it also, because it also makes CNN look ridiculous, right? Because CNN was pushing all the lies around the laptop and everything else. So the Blaze had an interesting retweet of a CNN article. So, so I'll read the Blaze's retweet of it first. CNN uses image of Biden receiving the Medal of Freedom while trying to cover for Biden having classified documents at multiple locations, right? So look at the image there. That this is You're supposed to look at this image on Twitter. You kind of just scroll past things. Oh, and it's Joe Biden. There's Barack Obama. And everybody likes Barack Obama. He's a well-spoken dude. And he's putting on a blue ribbon on Joe Biden. They must be doing good things. And then, of course, the title actually says something. White House aides uh, process to pack up Biden's workspaces was muddled and hurried as he used his office until the final minutes of his vice presidency. Oh, so they were just in a rush, guys. You know what I mean? They had no idea what was happening. They didn't realize there was an election and you know, you've got like a month and a half or what is it, almost two months to pack up. But these guys, were they were just in a rush. Oh, classified documents, we'll get them over to Joe's garage with the Corvette. I love that this whole thing's become about a Corvette. The better story here would be if the Corvette transformed and then like the deceptive, you know, you got it, all right, whatever. Uh, here's the lunatics of the view going down a crazy conspiracy theory related to all this. You know, you know what I think? Against I've never Trump. seen a, a luckier person than Donald Trump. Just as we're this close well, to getting him, but you somehow know these but documents you know appear. But here's the thing, Biden is wrong to have done this. He, he was in office wrong. for well, 40 years. Well, let's, find, it, let's find out what this is first. Now, again, mm. one of the things That's that gets true. me crazy is before we know, it's already been spun a specific yeah. way. I don't want to see that. The, I want to see someone explain to me, A, how it's possible that after all this time, nobody yeah. knew this. Because to me, if you're missing classified information, I don't mean to laugh, but in my house, does, if stuff is missing, I know it's missing. Does it feel like oppo research to you? Does it feel like the Republicans are behind it? It's I, not. I think that it did originally, but I'm sorry, sorry. but not not now. Because one of the things one of the things he's saying is that you know some of these some of the locations where the docs may have been shipped in the transition I may see. have gotten taken and put. But still, that's whoopee. Um, 
I'm sure you'd be saying the exact same thing if this was Donald Trump, right? Like if we were to just flash back to August and September and find the, uh, the clips of you guys talking about Donald Trump and his classified document, oh, it must be a Democrat talking point and we should wait to see and it's a plant and all that stuff. And Joy, Joy, who the Restolin has obviously been injected directly in her brain. Okay, that's the filler in her face. Obviously, the, like one of the one little injection just went right into her brain. She thinks that the machine is somehow defending Trump, that the machine was about to get Trump. And then at the last second, they were like, no, we're going to get Biden. Oh, <laughs> uh, so a little more on now what's actually happening here, why Biden is actually in trouble, because there actually is a special counsel uh, now looking into this. So we've got a little bit of info on that. Uh, breaking Attorney General Garland, that's Merrick Garland, says he has appointed former U.S. Attorney Robert Hur as special counsel to investigate Biden documents matter. Okay, so where does this all put us? Look, Joe Biden, uh, from day one of announcing his presidency, began with a lie. You may remember this, and actually we'll, we'll play this for you tomorrow. In Joe Biden's intro video, when he said he was running for president, he said the reason he was running was because of Donald Trump and Charlottesville, very fine people on both sides. That was a hoax, okay? So he ran because of a hoax. Donald Trump immediately condemned the white supremacists and the neo-Nazis. We've covered this a million times here. The mainstream media refuses to cover it, but the, the genesis, the beginning of why we're on this idiotic adventure with this Mr. Magoo character was a lie, okay? That's number one. Number two, when you take just the general state of lying and also how he found out about roaches and the kids in the pool. And then you throw in the dementia and you throw in the corruption related to his son and that there was obviously some level of money laundering and firing the prosecutor in the Ukraine and all of that stuff, it ain't good. So let's just talk a little bit about the Hunter Biden corruption specifically. We've got some info here from the Daily Wire. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, had his salary cut by the Ukrainian energy company that put him on their board while Joe Biden served as Barack Obama's vice president just two months after the end of the Obama administration. My God, I can't believe it. While Joe Biden was vice president, Hunter Biden was paid 83 grand a month to sit on Burisma's board. After the new agreement was signed, his compensation was slashed by half to 41,000. To be sure, still an exorbitant monthly sum for someone with no qualifications to sit on the board, but far less than the million dollar a year salary he was commanding. So just one more time, for any of you that have gotten a job out there, would you think it was a little odd if you had no qualifications for a job and someone gave you 80 grand a month, about a million dollars a year to sit on a board, which you don't have to do a lot of work when you're sitting on a board, uh, if you had no qualifications, but then it turned out that they just wanted to get to your dad who was extremely influential. Now, if your dad was a, uh, a ditch digger, that would be considered odd, right? But if your dad was vice president, it wouldn't be so odd. Uh, a little bit more from the Daily Wire. Hunter Biden arranged multiple business deals with close allies of Chinese President Xi Jinping, squeezing six million out of the relationship before things went sour. Hunter's association with the Chinese allegedly comes through a business partnership he opened with the Chinese Energy Fund Committee. CEFC was the capitalist arm of President Jinping's imperialist, imperialist Belt and Road Initiative to export Chinese influence around the world, writes Devine. 
any cooperation with CEFC expanded China's despotic global hegemony and the Biden's bank accounts at the cost of U.S. national security. Through 2015 and 2016, Hunter and his partners had been using the Biden name to open doors for CEFC around the world in Kazakhstan, Georgia, Oman, Ukraine, Romania, and beyond. So Hunter creates this other company. It was a giant money laundering operation that was either done with Joe Biden's direct knowledge or his son was using him. In either case, we got a problem here. Okay, so let's let's just say I've made a roughly decent case that something between the Hunter Biden laptop, classified documents, Biden business dealings with China through Ukraine and everything else. Let's just say that there's something there. If you've been watching the show, you might go, Dave, you've been babbling on about God knows what, but it, I'll grant you that there's a little something there. Well, what else has Joe Biden done that is worth at this point getting rid of this guy? And I think that's sort of what's happening here. The machine is now realizing we don't need him anymore. What, what the machine needed Biden for was to get rid of Trump. It needed to get all of the other Democrats, Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren and everybody else, it needed them all to fall in line so we could get him in, get rid of Trump. And now they're realizing between the scandals and the cognitive stuff and what's going on with the economy and everything else that this just ain't working. And I think they are showing him the door. But there are many reasons they should show him the door. Here is Joe Biden back in September of 2021 announcing vaccine mandates, vaccine mandates which were anti-constitutional against your right to medical privacy, free speech, and a whole bunch more. Remember this? This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Already, I've announced We'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated, all. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. Okay, so almost everything that he said there turned out to be actually anti-constitutional. Courts reversed it, the OSHA mandate was reversed. It was all nonsense. And that actually, it's hard to remember because the the news goes by so fast, everything changes so quickly these days. But that back in September of 2021, when he said that thing about the 100 employees, that was like the final straw for me. That was the nail in the coffin, so to speak, in terms of whether I was gonna get the vaccine or not. And I was 100% sure at that point that I was not gonna get it because I was sitting in a room with a couple other people, a few of them are in this room with me right now. And the idea that, oh, if you have 100 employees, then you have some sort of right 
as an employer to force people to inject things into their bodies for the luxury of working for you. Now, I don't have 100 employees, but the very idea that I would have the right to tell anyone what they can, you inject yourself with some chlorine now, you inject yourself with some Kool-Aid. It's so crazy. So, but that's what he was for. And when he said at the beginning, this is not about freedom or personal choice. Yes, it damn well was and it damn well is now. I think you can absolutely argue that he was in violation of his oath of office, which is to protect the Constitution of the United States as he was trampling on the Bill of Rights and our right to personal freedom and medical privacy and all of those things. And also at the end there, when he said that thing about his job is to protect us, your job, Joe Biden, is not to protect me, okay? Your job is to stay the F out of my life. That's all I ask of you, stay out of my life. It would be nice if you could protect the borders. I know you can't do that, but your job certainly is not to protect me. And it is definitely not to protect me from a disease that was hyped up and basically an entire conspiracy theory the entire time. Okay, let's talk about the border. Cause I think you get it. There was some sort of scandal here, Ukraine something, something. The way he handled COVID, absolutely horrible infringement on rights. What about the border? At the very least, I would imagine the man is handling the border, right? I mean presidents, borders, something. Here's some info from Statista. Uh, here is, as you can see, the hockey stick type uh, graph right there, an enormous spike in illegal border crossings under Joe Biden's presidency. We know that millions and millions of illegal immigrants, not migrants, not happy, joyous people, uh, not decent citizens to be, but illegal immigrants, often criminals, people that are bringing fentanyl over the border and a whole bunch more. That, uh, when you see that, that's what they call the hockey stick. When it goes, hockey stick right there. You don't want the hockey stick uh, when it comes to something bad. You do if you're, say, building a tech company. Uh, users, hockey stick, that's good. That type of hockey stick, you don't want. Uh, but okay, the border, fine. Uh, what, about, what about the economic conditions? Has he done a good job related to that? We've got more from Statista. We're a, we're a graph sharing show today. Uh, this is inflation uh, under Joe Biden. And as you can see, there is a massive spike inflation up, 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 up. But I will give the devil his due. It's gone down a tiny, teeny, tiny bit lately. Uh, but overall, it is way up and you don't need a graph to figure that out. Are you paying more for things at the grocery store. I went, I, I sent, uh, I tweeted a picture of it this weekend. I went to buy eggs at Whole Foods. There was a sign in the egg area saying that be, due to the national egg shortage, you can only get two cartons of eggs. That's happening not in Soviet Russia in 1986. It is now happening in America in 2023. I would welcome you, as I often say, because we, we're just now redoing our one of the rooms over here so we can turn it into an office for the staff. Go to Crate and Barrel or CB2 or West Elm or wherever you buy furniture, pick a random couch and see how long it takes to deliver because of the supply chain issues that are directly related to the economic conditions that this guy brought in. It was not happening under Trump. And believe it or not, Trump had was president during that COVID thing too. Okay, so what do we need? What do we need? Look, it seems obvious to me that the machine is done with Biden. One way or another, they realize he cannot run again, either because of the scandals or because of the ineptitude or because they've just, they used him for what they needed him for or they think he is going to break down mentally. They are figuring a way to show him the door. Uh, the, the people, the NPCs, the Joy Behars of the thing 
will somehow always double down and this will prove that America is an evil, white, patriarchal, something, something, all that stuff. But the machine itself is done with Joe Biden. He's on his way out. It's, it's just obvious. So the question is, what do we do going forward, right? Because you know, look, whether they bump Kamala up or they bring in Gavin Newsom or whatever it is, it's, it's obviously going to get worse. The Democrat machine will always, always get worse and it will always have the people protecting it as it gets worse. So those of us that are freedom loving, those of us that love America, those of us that wanna continue this thing, we got work to do. But I am, as I said last week, and it's why we did that show all on positive news, I think that was on Thursday, I am bullish on America. And that might be because I live here in the free state of Florida. I think that's the first time I've said Florida in a half hour, that might be a record. Um, but there is a lot of good stuff happening and there is a mass awakening where people are not buying the BS anymore. So we got a chance. So Dr. Robert Malone, you know Dr. Robert Malone, he is the inventor and owns more uh, patents on mRNA technology than anyone. He was the guy that went viral in that, in that famous clip with Joe Rogan. Uh, so you have to understand this. This is the guy who basically invented mRNA technology, who has now become the world's leading skeptic of mRNA technology, right? He is warning people there is some bad stuff going on with all this stuff. Well, he's also been talking about what do we have to do on the other side of this thing? How do we build new things? How do we escape the globalist plot that seems to have been hatched against us and what those whack jobs at the WEF are doing in Davos right now? We'll do more on that tomorrow. Uh, well, Robert Malone had a tweet that I thought was quite interesting that could help bring us home here. He said, how can people develop a new way forward without falling into the same traps which have given rise to the totalitarian, Marxist, corporatist, fascist, globalist vision being promoted and shaped by the World Economic Forum and its affiliates? That's the question. How can we do it? If, if some of us see what's going on here, how? Like, how do you stop Goliath? Well, David stopped Goliath, but maybe Dave could stop the World Economic Forum. That's how I'm viewing this thing. I think we can do it. We just need more and more people to step up and be brave and stop participating in the lie and do whatever you can in your life to stop it. It's as simple as that. It really is as simple as that. And then when you do that, then you start, that, that, that bravery thing starts spreading. And then people start saying, hey, you know what? I'll run for this. I'll get on a school board. I'll defend my kids. I'm not gonna buy this BS from the media and everything else. And then you start getting good politicians. And we've got a couple. As I've been saying, the Republicans in the House now are suddenly uh, showing that they're gonna fight. This is good. Ron Johnson at the beginning, fighting Chuck Todd on his ground, exposing Chuck Todd for what it, he is. And then of course, there is this guy right here in Florida, Ron DeSantis. Here he is explaining how he will hold Disney accountable for what they did and actually how this is connected to everything that we've discussed over the last 40 minutes or so. So, um, you know, what I said was last year uh, that Disney will no longer have its own government. Uh, Disney will live under the same laws as everybody else and Disney will pay the debts and taxes. And that's exactly what's gonna happen. So the question was always, is it gonna be under state control or local control? I actually, initially, when we did the bill uh, to sunset it and we knew we were gonna have to take additional action, I was agnostic between those. But then what started happening, 
was you had Orange County saying they were going to raise people's taxes by thousands of dollars and doing this. Now, I think that was all a dog and pony show, but then I'm thinking to myself, is that really something that, that I want to uh, uh, allow them to be able to do? Do I trust them being able to handle the municipal debt and all this stuff? And so I'm not, uh, I, I'm not, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. So it's going to be a state control board. Um, there is absolutely, there's absolutely going to be accountability. Uh, the corporate kingdom has come to an end, and that will be the case when this is enacted. Look, whether it is fighting the ideas of the World Economic Forum and one government to rule us all, one ring to rule us all, or whether it's the governor of Florida going after one of the giant corporations in the world, and you may remember you may remember this is less than a year ago when this whole don't say gay nonsense came out and, and Disney was going all in on trying to destroy DeSantis and everything else. Everybody in the mainstream media was siding with Disney and saying, you can't defeat Disney and this is going to hurt DeSantis at the ballot box because they're in Orlando and they have 30,000 employees in Florida or something like that. And you can't fight their money and you can't fight their influence. And he did it and he won by 20 points. Disney's stock is crashing. They're coming crawling back to him. Bob Iger, the new CEO who replaced the guy, Bob Chapik, who was, who was basically a, a hostage from his woke employees. Iger is now reversing course on some of what they're doing with their programming. So you can win, but you gotta get involved, whatever that means to you. I'm gonna say a 9-8 on this Monday. Gosh darn it, fellas and ladies, we done a fine job. Sorry, sorry. Daphne freaked out when I said, I thought with the gender these days, I thought I was, you know, all right. Uh, stick around for a cold close in just a moment. Uh, oh, it's me Monday over at the Rubin Report Locals community. Here's the one that I posted this morning. Don't worry, the doors are always locked, Joe Biden. So we got a couple hundred people putting their memes in there. Uh, we are now, as of today, guys, we are closing the post-game show, so it'll only be for Locals members. You can join at rubenreport.locals.com. If you join annually, uh, you get two months free, otherwise it's five bucks a month and you get extra content, you get ad-free stuff. I post some videos, I posted some videos of the kids this morning, like it's just a little more of a personal way to do things and you get the post-game show where people can correct me if I screwed something up or you can ask me questions directly, comments, your thoughts, all of that good stuff. I think the, the way we're gonna do it starting today is that the first 30 seconds will always be uh, available. And then we, we click a button. What you, is it a button or a slider or a, it's a, some sort of slider that he has over there on his computer machine. And then it is only for paid subscribers. So you can join us at rubenreport.locals.com. My full interview with Tulsi Gabbard is up all over the place and I will be back momentarily. And so it's basically like there's scientific consensus that the lives of children are gonna be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question. You know, should, is it okay to still have children?
Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.